and that's very indicative of it. Now, I've reviewed the first two seasons of Narcos, the Netflix series. Interestingly, it's come up, because the two seasons I watched back-to-back with Twin Peaks and followed that with Narcos season three. And there's this sort of argument now, which is better, having the Netflix model where you upload all of the episodes of the series at once and people binge watch them, or you go the more sort of traditional HBO-style route where you put up an episode and a week later put up another one. And it's interesting because those two shows, I think the more linear and straightforward your show is, you can get away with binge watching. But binge watching would have killed Twin Peaks. It would have ruined it because each episode needed that week when people went online and discussed what they'd seen and what it meant and you needed to digest what happened. So it's an interesting conundrum there, which is better, binge watching or actually being kept away from the next episode until it's had a chance to settle. But anyway, I love the first two series of Narcos, a Netflix production. And the seasons one and two focused on the life and times of Pablo Escobar. And obviously that ended with uh, Pablo's death in the final episode. Both are 20 episodes long, 20 hours of excellent TV. Really well put together, great locations, cinematography, soundtracks, excellent cast and excellent acting. And now we come to Narcos season three. And this time around they're focusing not on the Medellin cartel, of Pablo Escobar, but the Cali cartel that had been running concurrently with the Medellin cartel, but had been a much, well, they called themselves the gentlemen of Cali uh, because they were much more in tune with high society and a lot quieter about how they did business. Pablo was out there blowing up entire passenger planes to get one person, setting bombs off, deliberately targeting children. He was international news. The Cali cartel up until Pablo died, were a much, much smaller organisation, not, sorry, not a smaller organisation, but as far as their media presence went, they were a smaller entity, and they deliberately didn't court controversy the way that Pablo went out of his way to at times. Uh, So the new series focuses on the Cali cartel, but instead of doing a long, linear look at their, they were around for about 20 years as well, it actually opens with them quitting. Uh, The very first episode, the Cali Cartel had uh, negotiated a six-month window to shut down their operations, and for their goodness and kindness of their souls, the Colombian government is about to let them keep all of their legitimate businesses. So they come up with this plan to spend six months selling as much cocaine as is humanly possible, and then just to retire and have their multi-billion dollar businesses. I think at their height, they were even bigger than than Escobar's empire. Uh, And there were four main guys running that. Uh, I think uh, Gilberto Rodriguez Orejuela was the head of the Cali cartel, and it was his prime directive that they should all sort of basically give up. And that's what the series follows. It follows uh, that last six-month period and how... I think if there's one overriding theme on this one, it's a really strong one, it's how the best laid plans of mice and men go awry. On both sides, both the police and and the cartel have these extremely well thought out plans and they all go wrong all the time. And it's just constantly putting fire out after fire. Obviously, we don't have uh, the guy, I can't remember what his name was now, 
Did I get his name? The guy from um, the first two seasons of Narcos as Pablo Escobar was absolutely brilliant. Um, but the one thing I really noticed about those two seasons is series one had all of the story and season two only had a little bit of story left. But it actually made a better series because we focused on the acting and the characters so much more. So it was, it was actually a superior. And they seemed to get everything right that they got wrong in the first series with the second one. And this has continued because it's a slight story. There's a much bigger focus on the um, character interactions and the acting and, and building up very, very strong characterizations of, of people that are often trapped in the headlights. Uh, the main one here is where is his name oh he's played by Matthias Varela who I think is born in Sweden bizarrely enough uh, plays Jorge Salcedo and he's the head of security for the Cali cartel and he's probably the most prominent new character in it because he's he's in this he's trapped basically he sees his uh, counterparts brutally murdered by the Cali cartel when they've done nothing wrong and their whole families get murdered just because that's the way they do business. If they suspect something, it doesn't matter if you're guilty. So he's kind of in a place where he ends up being a double agent, not because he's a traitor to them, but because he's just left with no choice. He sees a, um, his co-partner, who was, was the head of security, um, brutally murdered and his wife and child brutally murdered and he didn't do anything wrong they just needed somebody to take a fall for something and they were a bit suspicious of what was going on and there are four main members of the Cali cartel they're pretty good performances as well particularly uh, Alberto Aman who plays a very openly gay cartel leader at a time when and in an environment where that you've got to be a tough tough gay guy to pull that off where you're actually very, very public about it. He gives a great performance as Pacho Herrera. And all these people are real people. Um, and it, 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 it doesn't have a huge amount of story. It's basically the police come up with this foolproof plan to take them down and it all falls apart. And then the Cali cartel come up with these foolproof plans to maneuver their way out of the business and that all falls apart. And all of the other um, smaller cartels, particularly the Northern Valley cartels, they're not happy about having to give up everything at all. So there's lots of toing and froing between different camps. And again, it shows how indebted the police and the politicians were to the cartels, very, very much on board. Even the highest ranking politicians throughout the course of the show, it kind of becomes apparent uh, towards the end that the deal that the Cali cartel took with the government so that they could uh, retire was actually the result of multi-million dollar gifts to the president of Colombia, who got a lot of stick internationally for using that money to get re-elected and then offering them this uh, sweetheart deal, which never eventuated because the two brothers, um, Gilberto Orejuela and Miguel Orejuela, are both currently in jail serving 30-year sentences, which was never supposed to happen. And the other two, uh, Pacho and Chepe, both ended up getting killed. And, and all of this is a matter of record. It's not really... You don't watch it for the suspense of what we know, but for the suspense of the made-up stuff in the middle. 
uh, which is really, really good. It's a little bit less sensationalist than the other two. There's a little bit less violence, a lot less sex, because there was quite a lot in the first series. Um, but again, it's shot beautifully. It's helmed once again by Pedro Pascal, who's excellent as Javier Pena. He was the linchpin of the second series, alongside, alongside the guy that played uh, Pablo Escobar. Um, and he's, if anything, he's got less to do this time. He is the main character, really, and he's a driving force, and it's an excellent performance. Um, but the last time out, he, he was uh, in real life heavily involved with the right-wing paramilitaries in Colombia, and it was a pact with the devil. He basically was sanctioning working with people that were doing the same atrocities as Escobar was just to get Escobar. And that kind of comebacks to haunt him this time around. But he's got a little bit less drive. He's really just a cop this time. There aren't, say, aren't any prominent Americans uh, like they shoehorned into the first couple of seasons either. Uh, it's a fascinating story. It's a fascinating world. And it's just thrilling, entertaining, brilliant TV. Everything about it's good. It sounds good. It looks good. The acting's great. And it's very interesting. So I'm going to give Narcos Season 3 8.5 out of 10. If, it, if it's lost a tiny bit of shine, it's not its fault. It's The Cali Cartel's story wasn't the Pablo Escobar story. It's not as deliberately not as interesting a story. But another brilliant series, well worth watching. All 10 episodes are up on Netflix, 8.5 out of 10.